Hello, everyone. Thank you for being here for another, I don't know if we call it episode, uh, but uh, Ask the Elders question that we're going to try to answer today for you. And we have uh, myself, Hoyt Bradley, we have Jeffrey Pass and Dave Holst uh, all here. We don't have uh, the whole group here uh, because of different commitments, but we'll uh, tackle the next question that we have here with this, uh, with this group. So the question that we have uh, this week is in regards to honoring your father and mother. And so the question is, the Bible says to honor your mother and your father, but when your parent has verbally and mentally mistreated you throughout your life and hasn't supported you, how are you supposed to honor them? I have battled this my entire life. Uh, it's a very big question. I'm sure this has, it, this affects many, many people listening to the answer to this today. Uh, on many different levels. Some, uh, I'm sure, are very severe cases of this kind of thing, and some may, maybe not so severe. But we'll try our best to, to answer this question today. We kind of talked about it a little bit ahead of time and, and realized there are so many different levels to this, um, uh, different ways that this can affect us and different, different uh, times in our life. You know, when you have the, the relationship between young children and their parents and how they're to... Uh, uh, obey their parents and all that. But then you have adult, uh, which is, this is what we assume we're dealing with today is an adult person who's asking about this relationship with their parents. So we have some different things there and we can't tackle everything, but we'll do our best today to, uh, to answer this question sufficiently and, and hopefully help, help several people uh, who may be dealing with something similar. Uh, we wanted to start by mentioning, uh, of course, the question is about honoring your father and mother. And so we want to remind everyone that Yes, God says to honor your father and mother. We are the, it is the fifth commandment uh, in, the, in the Old Testament in Exodus 20, verse 12. Honor your father and your mother that your days may be long in the land uh, that your Lord, the Lord your God has given you. And Deuteronomy 5, 16 sort of repeats it uh, with, with a little difference. Honor your father and your mother as the Lord your God commanded you that your days may be long and that it may go well with you in the land that the Lord your God is giving you. Um, so that's the, the question before us, and we can see clearly the scripture says, honor your father and mother. And we have this situation where uh, that is not the best situation. It's parents that are mentally abusive and verbally abusive. Uh, does that do away with God's command to honor our father and mother? And if not, how do we, how do, we do that? Yeah, and I think, I think one thing to just, as we're going into it, as Hoyt said, to remember that God designed the family. The, the whole role of, of mother and father, of what that's supposed to look like, is God's design. And unfortunately, it's combined that we live in a fallen world, right? That sin reigns. I mean, the reality of it is when, when sin entered the world, death entered the world, and the sinful nature came with it. And so, as with everything, we can't separate out that from what we're talking about. Because ultimately, it's that sinfulness within us that's leading to... <laughs> that's, that's why we're talking about it. The abusive behavior and right. what's going on. Because... God did define the roles of mothers and fathers and what it should look like. And if we followed God's directions, uh, this wouldn't be an issue. But unfortunately, it, right. it is an issue. Right. I think um, well, I would just like to say, too, that I appreciate the question. I appreciate the vulnerability in the question. And in the question, there's an implication that there is a desire to honor your, your parents. So Absolutely. That is a, that's a good thing. And at the same time, the pain is real. And we want to recognize that in whatever circumstance, whether it's physical or uh, mental, the abuse is, is real and the pain is real. And um, 
for whoever this is, I'm, I'm, I'm truly sorry. And, and hopefully, that as we work through this, you'll be able to, to deal with some of that pain. And as well, you, what we're encouraging you as elders, if there are issues going on as we discuss this, please feel free to contact us mm-hmm. to uh, engage with, for prayer, for counseling, for those sort of issues, just to be able to, to get help within the body of Christ in an appropriate way. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it's hard enough to do what God commands us to do as Christians and how we're supposed to treat one another. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's hard enough to do that with people that are hostile towards us, um, maybe say hurtful things, maybe abusive like this verbally, mentally. Uh, it's hard enough, but when it's a parent, a father or a mother or both, it seems to be especially hurtful, especially difficult because of that closeness uh, in that relationship and the closeness that's supposed to be there. Right. Um, because God did design the family, and God did, He does have commands for father and mother and how they are supposed to treat their children. And when you have father and mother that are also sinners and are not uh, doing what they're supposed to be doing towards their children, then that creates uh, a very difficult and harmful situation sometimes. Um, so we wanted to look at, at some of this today and try to answer this question on how. On what does it mean to honor them? First of all, maybe we should talk about. Um, I was almost tempted to say we should talk about two different scenarios: the the good scenario where father and mother are doing what God says. What does it mean to honor them, and how hard or easy is that to honor them? I think well, it's it's easy to honor somebody who treats you right, you know, and you don't really have to try at it. Um, but I think to to do the same thing with somebody who is, is cruel or mean to you is a totally different thing. But I think in our response, um, we can see the attitude of our heart. And I think that's kind of the, at the, at the very core of it, that's where we're going, is the heart, where our heart is towards that person. What are we desiring for that person from a biblical perspective? Well, as we follow, if someone is truly following what God has designed it to be, you know, and a father is loving, supportive, caring, it's appropriate to, um, yes, it's easy, but it's also what God's design is. And it's, and it's, and it's very easy to celebrate that, you know. Um, the opposite is what we've been talking, and, and as we talked to his elders, is um, that whole response when someone is not being appropriate how do we still honor and love? And, and ultimately, I think what we have come to the conclusion as we talk is the, the decision is always on how we are going to respond based upon what God is doing in our heart, which is always a desire of restoration, always a desire of healing, always a desire of a right relationship between not only ourselves, but the people around us in their relationship with Christ. Because ultimately, that, that abusive parent is not walking with Christ, is not in relationship with Christ, or if they're not a Christian, even a different discussion. Uh, but if they are a Christian, they're not where they need to be. They are not experiencing that restoration. And are, is our desire for revenge or is our desire for restoration right. and for healing? Well, and you bring up a good point, you know, and, and we don't know, all we have here in this question is what we have. So we don't know, are these unbelieving parents or are they professing believers? Because there is a difference, in a sense, because as Christians, we are uh, held to God's standard, and we want to hold each other to God's standard. So there, may be a, there would be a different way, if they're professing Christians, that we may um, 
deal with the situation of them being verbally, mentally abusive. Um, you know, it could include, um, you know, bringing them before the elders um, to try to help deal with the situation. But ultimately, it comes back to what Dave just said. Restoration is the goal. You know, and not everything may be restored. You know, we, you may try and try and try many times, and maybe this person has tried many times to, to reconcile or to um, restore a relationship there, and maybe the other side is having none of it, right? And we, um, and that makes it even, even more difficult. But I don't think we stop um, with the goal of restoration in mind. And ultimately, if they're unbelieving, with the goal of them coming to faith in Christ. Therefore, we would pray for them. Um, and we also want to be a good example to them as, as much as we can. Um, we had a, a scenario we kind of talked about a little bit. Um, in, in a situation like this where there's this relationship with the parents and you may try to avoid any contact with them. We, talk, we try to talk about, is it okay for us to avoid uh, certain situations? Uh, let's say a family gathering and you know Maybe this is a completely a strange relationship, and you know that they're going to be there. What do you do? Do you do you not go, or do you go and avoid them? What are some thoughts on on that? How we might respond in those situations? Is it ever appropriate to, you know, what I just I can't go to that? Yeah, I think we talked about again your your heart and your attitude. You got to be first of all um, checking yourself with your relationship with God. If you know that that situation is going to be outside of your control, or at least not out of your control, but where you're not going to be able to handle it, you need to be mature enough to say, you know what, this is not the time for me to go and expose myself to that. But not use that as an excuse either. I mean, because if your heart is truly for the restoration, if your your heart is truly for them being restored to God in your, your relationship, then maybe you should make the effort to, you know, engage you know, and if the situation lends itself to the restoration not not to coming about in that situation, then maybe you would have to walk away. Say, hey, you know, this this is not the time and the place for me to be at this moment, and to re- remove yourself from that from that situation. Yeah, the scriptures we were looking at earlier in Romans um, kind of ties into this. In Romans twelve verses seventeen, it says, "Do not repay anyone evil for evil. Be careful to do what is right in the eyes of everybody." If it is possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. Do not take revenge, my friends, but leave room for God's wrath, for it is written, it is mine to avenge, I will repay, says the Lord. On the contrary, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, giving him something to drink. In doing this, you will heap burning coals on his head. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. And I, I think that's, even as we're talking about this, tying into that, that ability to be in the presence of someone, um, it is easy for their evil to make me become evil, Absolutely. to respond negatively, to, just be, to respond with my own agenda, my own desire for revenge, my own desire, which again, I think that even ties in whether you choose to spend time with them or not. I think if you can go into this situation with an appropriate time in prayer in the word, looking for restoration, it may be very appropriate to be in their presence. There may be, you may be led not to be in their presence. Again, I think it goes back to what Jeff said. It really is depending on our heart, not their heart. You know, it's really on my heart, my desire for their restoration, their healing, and the wisdom that God sends maybe to not be in the situation with them because 
it's only going to lead to more damage as opposed to, you know, but I think we are called, as we talked about earlier, even in challenging situations to at least periodically be putting our toe in the water of trying to desire restoration, desire to, you know, and again, maybe we put our toe in the water. It's like, nope, yeah, it's not, not, time. not time. You know, there's, yeah. there's only harm coming. So, and, think, and nothing, it should be clear, I hope, and we want to make it clear that nothing that we're talking about here in terms of like that testing those waters, we're not suggesting that we intentionally put ourselves in a situation where we're going to be abused again. And especially correct. in terms of if there's physical abuse, we would, we would never counsel people to, you know what, you need to just Stay go there. endure that physical abuse. No. Okay. And, and, and in the terms of the emotional and, and mental abuse, uh, verbal abuse, um, you know, we wouldn't suggest just keep yourself in it and just keep taking it, right? However, like you said, there, as much as you can be separate from that, it should never completely leave us that it, God could fix this. And if I'm praying for it, if I'm praying for their, their heart to change, and we should also be praying for our own heart to change, by the way, and to, be, to guard our own hearts. Um, but if we're praying for those things, are we just going to wait and... and See if someday maybe they'll come to us, or should we periodically, you know, see if God has softened their hearts at all? And I think that that is a good a good thing to do. Being cautious, um, and in in how far you take it, but just to test those waters and see maybe maybe there's a softening there, because that's what we're asking God to do. Um, and so I think we gotta we gotta always keep that door open. That what we're asking Him to do, He He may do it, and so we wanna we wanna be ready for that. I also want to emphasize again, too, in the process of this, I think it's super important to seek wise counsel, you know, of, of, of someone that is godly, trustworthy, seeking the Lord, that I think sometimes that helps. It sure Absolutely. Does. Especially when you talk about the pain that you've, you've experienced through it. Sometimes the pain seems to mask the maybe making the right decision. And seeking that counsel can sometimes help you to be able to wade through the pain and see what's really at the heart of the matter, where it's, whether it's the heart of your matter or the, you know, the matter of their heart. Um, they, we talked too about one of the ways that we can honor our, our parents. You know, if it's a, like my, my parents, I've been very blessed to have um, parents that have you know, spent a lot of time raising me to, to honor and serve the Lord. So ways that I can honor them is to affirm them in that, you know, to express that to them. And then to model my, my own life in some ways after that. Um, on the flip side, you know, when we talk about honoring our parents in a bad situation, we talked about earlier that um, how we speak about them can be an honor or a dishonor to them, despite whether they're, um, they're mean to us, right? So um, back to the family get-together kind of scenario we talked about is that you know, if you know you're going to be there, you know, not reaching out to other family members and out of out of anger and vengeance, say I'm not going because they're going to be there. Right. You know how you talk about your parents, or in another circumstance where you may be with a bunch of other people and you're talking about life circumstances and the parent issue comes up. How you speak of your parents, how you portray them to other people, can be a dishonor or an honor, no matter how they've treated you. Yeah, and it's it's not necessarily dishonoring. Let's say you're in a group of Christians and you're sharing your testimony and you're sharing about your life. It's not necessarily dishonoring to talk about the fact you had a hard childhood. Your, your parents were this way or that way. 
but you can turn it into something that's dishonoring by speaking uh, angrily, hatefully in that to those people. Um, I can, it can reveal what's in my heart, which is, you know what? God has commanded us to get rid of anger and bitterness and malice and all those things. And clearly, I've got those things in here. And I think that would be our concern as elders is in someone asking this question, if, whether it's in this format or if you were to come in and, and, and talk to an elder, our concern, I think, first and foremost, would be your own heart. Yeah, for sure. And, and guarding that. Because we certainly wouldn't say, hey, just let this go. It's real. It's, it's harmful. It's, there's definite damage that happens here. And that's why the question's coming up. And we all know that. And abuse is sin. And abuse is sin. Absolutely. Clearly. Absolutely. You know, God has commanded fathers and mothers to do certain things. In, in, uh, in uh, where was it? Ephesians 6. Yeah, Ephesians 6. Uh, Four, fathers, do not provoke your children to anger, but bring them up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. Yeah. Okay, maybe your father and your mother haven't done that. They have been disobedient to the Lord. Um, but someone else's sin doesn't then give me a right to sin in my response. And that's what we have to be careful of. And that's what we would want to make sure of, is that we're trying to help people see what is a, what is a godly response here. And part of that is, what is going on in my own heart? Do I have bitterness, anger, malice? Can I go to that family gathering? And even though it was that way, can I be loving towards them? Can I be, can I be peaceable? Can I be kind in how I talk to other people about my parents? Can I maybe have what we call small talk? I don't have to engage a long time. I don't have to, and, and this is going to vary for every situation on how much you can do that. Um, or do I need to say, you know what? I'm not, I feel some anger in there. Just seeing them has brought up some anger. And so you probably need to, you know, not go approach in that time. Take some time, be slow to speak, right? And so we want to take the time. Maybe we need to pray at that moment. God help me. I feel this anger building up uh, um, towards this situation. And help me not to have that. Help me to get rid of that. Yeah, I think, I think what Hoyt's saying is, bottom line is, like with everything in life, there's not an absolute answer for every situation. Yeah. Right? It's like, yes, you should go and hang out with your parents. No, you are abusive parents. No, you should not. I mean, it, it's just like with everything else is we live in a fallen world. Sin is a part of it. You know, we need to truly be on our knees praying we need to be in the word reading god we need to be seeking wise counsel and i believe god will give you wisdom on how you need to respond and that may be and that varies that may be not being involved with them at all for a period of time that may be trying to engage with them that may be but what we know is you absolutely are called to be praying right. for them to be desiring their for restoration and forgiveness or because, salvation if they're unbeliever. And salvation yeah. if they're an unbeliever, because that's the that's ultimately the solution. Yeah. You know, and so it's, it's not a it's not a direct yes, no answer, yes, you do XYZ. It really there's a lot of variance as we seek the Lord of what he may or may not do. Yeah. And if they are believers, uh, I would, you know, and if you're perhaps in the same church, I would suggest, you know, if you've tried to reconcile and it just hasn't been any, try to try to meet together with the elders. Go to, you talked about wise counsel, mm -hmm. you know, go to your elders and allow them to help deal with the situation. Um, you know, and that, that could be really helpful, but that shows this desire for restoration. Um, and, you know, one of the things I think that makes this so hard, and I'm speaking personally now, but I think this is the case for all of us because we're sinners, is 
we sometimes have this desire for revenge yeah. or to justice. see justice. I, this is a wrong, and I just want to see them get theirs, <laughs> and they're not. And so I'm even bitter that they seem to be doing fine in life, and I've got all this hurt inside because of what they did. And yet they seem to, to not recognize it, or things just seem to be going fine for them. And we just want to see God zap them or get them. Um, I think we all have that to a certain extent sometimes, building up within us, this desire. And of course, I think we have that desire because God, ultimately God is a just God. We have this sense of justice that we know justice is coming, and, but there's a difference here. Is that for us to do? Right. What do you guys think about that desire we have for justice? Vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. Well, so ultimately it's his. Yeah. And clarify, I think... We should be offended by injustice. By injustice, yeah. Injustice. We should be offended by injustice. Right. But again, what I think it, when you say it is, I think the big issue becomes whether it's my personal desire or my overall desire for what God's will is. I mean, because I think I think we're created in God's image, and so we do respond to injustice in a in an appropriate way of being offended by it. But again, I think in the situation you're talking about, we frequently I want to be the sword bearer. I want to be determined, determining the justice. I want it here now the way I want it to be. And that's, that's me taking revenge. Right. I want to be standing over them when they've been knocked down. Correct. And say, see, saying ha, or, and that's, it's really hard to deal with. But even in in Colossians 3.25, Paul says, for the wrongdoer will be paid back for the wrong he has done. And there is no partiality. And we see several things like this throughout scripture. Talking about God. God's judgment. Leave room. Leave room. Why is that? Because it's not for us. Right. We want it because we're sinful. But, but the problem is, because we're sinful, we would always do it wrong. We would, we would not be fair. We would not be just. It would be a, a it's vengeful thing, a personal thing. Absolutely. And the only one that is able to do that is God. And we can't do it with the right heart. Yes. Our heart to do that is a heart of bitterness and anger and retribution where what God desires is a heart of restoration, love, and, and you know, restoration. Yeah. I, it's pretty clear that God says to leave that to him. Clarify, by the way. We haven't touched on this. Even for those parents who are abusive, we are called to forgive. Yes. We are called to forgive. Again, that doesn't mean you necessarily stay within a hurtful situation, but we're, we're called to, and that, and that forgiveness, let's be honest, like everything else, the forgiveness helps in our restoration because then we are not holding on to that bitterness. It's something that we're not gripping on and waiting. We're, we're free right. as we trust that God will forgive them and heal us. Yeah. I, again, we haven't touched on this either, but we are definitely not saying that if the situation is so bad that the law may have to be involved that you don't make that phone call. We are not saying that by any means. We're not called to to let somebody be hurt and and not protect them, right? There are the law covers that. We understand. And we're not trying to say that you know, if you see injustice going on in a home where a child may need to be removed from the situation that you don't make that phone call. Always. So, yeah, always. So. Yeah, and we talked about it earlier. Jesus never enabled people Jesus right. did not say, go on in your sinful behavior, go on. Jesus would protect the child. Jesus would protect the woman caught in adultery. Jesus would protect and call to accountability. So I agree with Jeff. He'd say, we're not saying, oh, it's okay that 
this behavior is not okay, and we are here as a followers of Christ to protect the least, the last, and the lost. And by the way, I think it's it's not dishonoring of our parents. Let's say in the situation where we have Christian parents or professing Christian parents, and it's this difficult situation, right? I don't think it's dishonoring of them to call them out on that sinful behavior. You know, you can do it in a disrespectful way, and that would be wrong. But like you say, Jesus didn't give a pass to people. He called people out for things. So... So speaking the truth in love, um, you know, expressing how this, this hurt and that uh, here's what you did, here's how you sinned against me, and, and so calling out sin where sin is. But, again, not with the goal of, ha I got you, but with the goal of you want them to say to repent so Be that restored. you can forgive and there can be restoration. That may not always happen, but that's what we should be trying to do. So don't think that we think... Uh, well, if you just do these two steps, this is going to fix everything. Yeah. You know, it could. It's going to be hard. God could do it immediately, but it also may take your lifetime, a lifetime of of dealing with this, and it also may never happen in your lifetime. Right. But it doesn't change the fact of what we're what we're called to do, which is to honor our parents, and and like you say, we can do that in their presence, and we can do it out of their presence, in the presence of others. We can dishonor them or honor them by the way we speak, what we say about them. Um, and so we have, ultimately, we have to be careful. I think that's the, the message here is we have to be careful of our own hearts. Yeah. We have to guard our own hearts against sinful responses. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's a difficult thing because we're sinners. <laughs> we do. We want this justice. Right. Um, and it, it shouldn't be this way. We shouldn't have mentally abusive parents or verbally abusive parents or physically abusive parents. It shouldn't be there, but, but we have sin in the world. Um, but by God's grace, if you're a believer and you've come out of a situation like that, God has been gracious to you and saved you out of that. You know, those parents, they need God's grace too. And so to some extent we have to say, I understand that this is, they're doing this and they have done this because of sin. And I, so I have compassion. I want to pray for them. I want to pray for their salvation. Very much a sidebar, by the way. We didn't even discuss this, but also be aware of the concept of generational sin. The whole idea, too, just be sure if you were brought up in a situation, make sure you're evaluating your own life, too, and making sure there's not some of those patterns that maybe you might have that are affecting your children children or other people. I'm not accusing you, but but we know that we frequently are affected by those sort of things. And, And to, with open eyes, really look in the mirror and make sure, again that those patterns that were inflicted upon you, you're not inflicting upon others, you know? And that's, again, something that God wants to do. God, the whole point of Jesus was breaking generational sin, right? And the whole point of Jesus was to break the pattern. Adam, sinful, brought sin in the world. Christ brings restoration, you know, that whole idea as well. And that's, that's what we're saying here, right? We're, we're saying that we want, we want to emulate God. We want to, we want to live our lives like Jesus did on earth. And as we think about our own conversion, you know, we talked about uh, Romans 5, 8, you know, but God demonstrates his own love toward us and that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Christ died for us before we did anything good or even could think about doing anything good. He loved us in our sin. He loved us in our hatred towards him. So again, his desire there was to, to um, restore us to him. And he did that while we were still enemies with or against him 
Um, I know one of the things that I was sharing earlier, one of the things that I've dealt with a certain, a certain circumstance in my life for probably 15 years, and it's been, it's been, a, it's been a process. It's been long, but one of the things that, that has been helpful for me in this circumstance, the other person is not a believer. So one of the things that helps me is to say to myself, why are they like this? First of all, they're not a believer, so how can I expect them to act like a believer? So then in that, God pursued me when I was still a sinner. Shouldn't I show the same love toward this person? I want them to be restored to God. My heart attitude towards that person, whether it's my parents or somebody that's, you know, that is just being, you know, just going against me, is for them to be restored to God. And if I can understand that they're doing a certain thing because they're not a believer, or because they're not walking with God, that kind of helps me understand why they're doing what they're doing. And though it doesn't excuse them, it does help me to give them some grace in that. And then after that, understanding why they do what they do, and then for me to want them to have the same peace at heart that I have with Jesus Christ, the way that I treat them will hopefully show God's love so that they'll they'll see that. Yeah, because ultimately the only thing that's really going to change the heart of someone is God. He must change their heart, give them a new heart. Uh, and then that's where all this would spring from. But the fact that, that this person is asking this question, I think you mentioned at the beginning, I think shows a desire to honor, right? right? You understand God commands you to honor your parents and you're asking that question, how? How do I do that in this situation? And it really is a good question. And I think I would start, if I could, we could kind of wrap this up by just saying, Start by checking your own heart and, and your own responses. You, you said, I've battled this my entire life, and I can certainly understand that. So I would say, guard against, uh, since you've battled it your entire life, examine yourself and see, is there bitterness in me still? Is there anger still? Uh, because you can deal with those things between you and God, and through prayer, and through reading God's word, and, and God can change you. God, despite all that happened in all those circumstances, whether they come around or not, God can continue to help you to grow heal. and soften your heart and heal you, um, even without a, a change in the parents. Um, God can do that. Absolutely. Depends on God. It does. Not it on circumstances. Absolutely depends on God. And, and we have to remember, too, that God gives, has given us commands. He commands me to love my wife as Christ loved the church. He commands, and not because she deserves it, but because that's what pleases him. When I love my wife the way Christ loved the church, that pleases God. When my wife uh, submits to me as, as the husband, as God has said, that pleases God. When children honor their father and mother, that pleases God. It doesn't say, you know, love your wife as long as she does all the dishes or does these things or whatever. There's no, not a condition there. And I think, I think God leaves it that way on purpose. He, he says, do this. Of course, God knows, knowing that it is not going to be easy because I want what I want and I don't always get that from but he also knows. Person. But he does also know, as you love your wife, as Christ loved the church, as she does those things, when, it, when you do it right, it makes an amazing oh, marriage. Sure. So Absolutely. the point is, what God's design is, is best. Is best. It's Absolutely. our sin that takes us away from it. Yeah. You know, so... Honoring our parents is either anyway. I think yeah. we all agree on that. No, so I, I think, think it's that that's God's plan is best. Right. Absolutely, and it's the sin that separates. And the whole goal, as you said, Hoyt, is restoration, a right relationship with God. 
a desire for that in our parents, even if they're not doing it, not there, you know, that should always be our heart towards them. You know, even if it means not being with them because it's not safe, our desire still needs to be restoration, not revenge, not, you know, those situations. So So how how do you honor them? Pray for them. If they're unbelievers, pray for their salvation. If they're believers, pray for a, a change. Pray for obedience to God. Um, pray, ask God to help you have wisdom to know how to um, bring the situation around, uh, to bring people into your life to help with the situation. You can honor them by not bad-mouthing them. And again, that doesn't mean you can never talk to somebody about how, your, how hard your childhood was or anything like that. However, I think you, you know what I mean, right? You, sure. You don't just gossip. unleash yeah. the gossip and the, the hatred. You know, all that would, would express what's in your heart and, and wouldn't be good. Uh, so we don't want to see that coming out, of, coming out of us. So I would say that's a way to honor your parents. And you can honor them when you're with them. And you can honor them when you're in a group of other people and how you talk about them. So just guard. Guard against that and be careful. And I think that's honoring. I think it's pleasing to God when we, when we leave that to God. Uh, and we work on restoration as much as as much as we can. I think one other thing I would try to, I mean, in your circumstance, it may be very difficult, but maybe there are ways, maybe as small as they are, that you can affirm the parents that you have that may be abusive. There may be some simple things that they've done for you as you've grown up that you can be grateful for. Um, maybe just a roof over your head, maybe the clothes on your back. Whatever small thing that you can affirm them in, just to just to kind of to help in your own heart ease some of the pain and to help them kind of um, be encouraged too. I mean, you don't want to be so hateful that you can't honor them in some even some small way, though it may be hard. Uh, I think sometimes we think parents like this, they don't know they're like this. Um, but if I know my failings as a parent. You know what I mean? I, I know where I've failed, and, and I don't like it. Um, so I, they may know. They may already know. And so, uh, though they don't know how to fix it or how to respond, uh, how to undo it, maybe, per se, but I think that if we can behave in a godly, Christ-like way towards them, that in itself can, can bring them around. God can use that to soften their hearts. Because in their own minds, when they know how they've been abusive and all that, and they, yet they see you responding to them in this loving way, you know, God can use that to, to really get their conscience and say, because they know, I know I treated them poorly, but look how they're still treating me. And it's because they have Christ. And ultimately, it could be what it takes to bring them to Christ, where they say I, they want a reason for the hope that you have within you. And so that's why God says to be prepared with an answer that question I think uh, so I think treating them in those ways can also be uh, a way of bringing them around I think honestly in summary I think what we've come to the conclusion of as we've talked through this is the really the issue is always about our heart yeah. how we're going to respond as followers of Christ um, to be wise to be loving to be desiring restoration you know to not be controlled by outside influence but to be controlled by the Holy Spirit in Christ yeah. I think that's really the summary yeah. so yeah I agree and you know, I just we really appreciate the question. Thank you for asking it. Thank you, Thank you for having a desire to to obey God and, and honor your father and mother, as difficult as it may be. Um, and let's pray for one another about that. That we know there's lots of different family situations within our church and within the, the world uh, with Christians and what we're having to deal with. So 
but I, I'm grateful for the desire of somebody to, to honor their father and mother, even though it's difficult. And so, uh, so keep at it. And thank you, everyone, for uh, joining us today and, and allowing us to uh, try to answer this question for you. And if this brings up other questions, uh, feel free to keep asking asking questions. Contact and, us directly. Yeah. And if you ever want to call and try to talk personally, you know, we're open to those kinds of things too. So it doesn't, doesn't have to be through this, through this format. If there's a burning question uh, and you don't want to wait, um, feel free to, to get a hold of one of us and, and ask us. So sure. God bless you guys. And we hope to see you soon. Thank you. Thanks. Bye-bye.